0: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. Today, we are talking. About Mowage. Mowage, it's what brings us together today. In the room,
1: Sean O'Neill and the amazing Charles Barkley. Mumford? Oh, no. No. No, he left the room, the guy with the mustache? No, that was... Who was that? That was Tom Selleck. (laughs) (laughs) He got in his Ferrari. Tom Selleck. Okay,
0: uh, (laughs) let's ask Charles Barkley, uh, who's here today. How are you, Charles? Doing good. Hey, Charles, uh, how do you? What do you think of Mike Pond's mustache?
2: Uh no, I th- that Mike—he's a knucklehead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you think?
2: Do you think his his mustache looks good, or
0: does it not? Does it look s- s- worse? You know, than good?
2: you know, man, he looks kind of creepy. <laughs> that that Mike Pond. its just terrible. He's just terrible. Just, <laughs> That's what I was looking for. It's terrible. Terrible. <laughs>
0: terrible. Hey, in the house. Uh,
1: actually, that that was not Charles Barkley. No. no, no. no. no.
0: Charles has not made it to BYU campus. Yet. Yet. We're still trying to get him on the When farm. he's
1: running for president, I'm sure he'll come by. He'll get here.
0: Uh, that was James. Uh, James, the man, the myth, the legend, a.k.a. the leprechaun from Lucky Charms. <laughs> and he does two impressions. The leprechaun from Lucky Charms and Charles Barkley. Uh-huh. I have quite the repertoire. Oh, it's hot. It's great. Yeah. Hey, uh, great show for you today. I'm telling you. Today we're talking about overlooking oh, the the threats we've overlooked in marriage because there's mm-hmm. problems that come up and I wanted to do the show because James is again, we're doing a fundraiser. Uh trying to raise money for James who may possibly be getting married someday. Needs a ring. He needs a ring. And uh, so we're trying to He's raise some, Beyonce's some funds advice. for that. Mm-hmm. How, how is the fund coming? We asked for funds yesterday. See, I want to just know how much any money. Colors? Any callers Have you received any
2: money? Um, we're at a grand total of, um, let, let's see here. Yeah, tally that. Up. Um, Carry the get one. Get the calculator. Yeah, okay. Zero dollars ah, so far. Yes. So it's, it's coming Rolling. Fast, yeah. Rolling. It's kind like they don't care. Yeah.
0: It's almost like they don't care.
2: Yeah. It, that's the feeling I'm getting. Definitely. You get that feeling? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, nickels, dimes, quarters, anything can help. Even a nickel. <laughs> yeah, if you want to call in, donate a nickel. If you want to donate it. a nickel and put a 20 cent, 20, what are stamps
2: costing you today? 25 cents? No, now?
1: they're like 43 cents or 47 cents. Just put a nickel
0: in a in an envelope and put a 43 cent stamp on it.
2: <laughs> we'll put your name on the invitation that no. we'll send out. There you go.
0: I'm sorry you're not getting any money. It's okay. Maybe that, I wouldn't take that that people don't have confidence in
2: you. It's kind of hard to feel that way with, uh, you know, zero support, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: We support you. Mm-hmm. Sean said he was going to give
0: you a hundred bucks.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sean is right. so generous. I'm, I'm glad Matt said that because, you know. <laughs> but, uh, are you going to match it? Matt, of course, is, is volunteering his house for the reception. Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you want that,
0: come on over.
1: <laughs> this I If is I great. were you, though, I would do it in the winter.
0: Okay, because I have a lot of weeds in the summer. (laughs) You're not going to want to be there during weed season. Hey, um, if you want to come over, I'll do the wedding, whatever. But I'm not going to match the $100. Let's just be clear about that because instead I've just decided – No, but he's going to
1: give you free marital – Counseling. Counseling for life. Wow. There you go. Uh, I wouldn't go for (laughs) life. Is that a $100 value?
0: It's a little bit higher than one. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. But yeah, I'm not, we're not going for life. What, what I'll do is I will give you a half hour. Wow, oh. of my time.
1: Anytime you to need to cook it. for him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> bring over the Ginsu knives and and bring over Milwaukee. What's her name? Malala. Malala. Or Molly. Or Malina. Malina. Malankala. I still think it's Mildred. Uh, bring her over, and no, I'll take care of you. So th- th- that's why we're doing the show because oh, you may so not you even get to need move help. in. There we yeah. go. you right. hey. You want to move in? You can move in.
2: Do you weed? <laughs> Occasionally, yeah.
0: That's perfect. Okay, great. That's what we call a win-win. <laughs> on the show today, we're going to be talking about overlooked threats uh, to your marriage. We also have... Uh, Meg Conley's in the house. Uh-oh. I know. That's danger zone. Warning. Warning.
1: Danger Meg run. in the house. danger.
0: Also, just while we're at it, it's kind of a news story, but it's really not. So we used to have a guy on the show named Mike Pond. That's true. Right? And we haven't seen him for years. Apparently, he had pneumonia. Nobody told
1: us. I I didn't know one of the side effects of pneumonia was growth on your face.
0: He has a major growth on his face. Some call it a mustache. It was from
1: Movember. Uh, Anyway. Seems somebody who he's dating kind of likes it now. She likey. But she likey the Mikey. But here's
0: the problem. Every time he walks in... um, all of the female staffers
2: leave.
1: Well, that's because they're laughing. Oh, is that what they're doing? Yeah. I thought they were creeped out. Mm.
2: That too. I think the laughing is just trying to conceal the fear. Mm. Yeah. That's probably it's what it is. scared
0: laugh. <laughs> so we love him to death. It's just, you know.
1: Well, a lot of people are actually doing the same thing with Tony Blair now. I know. What's that about? That's sad. <laughs> Tony Blair. Well, if you look it up on the internet, which you, you did just a few minutes ago. Yeah. Tony Blair's Christmas card this year. He's standing there with his wife. Yeah. Wonderful picture of her, Sherry. <laughs> yeah. But if you look at him, that smile is just... It's scary. It is scary. I'm sorry. It's just like... They,
0: <laughs> uh,
1: it says it, it, it's... <laughs> it looks ca-
0: forced. T- Twitter users are calling it fabulously awkward. Yes. Terrifying. The
1: stuff nightmares are made of. Somewhat. They're, well, they're comparing him to there's a there's a picture from friends of Chandler. Yeah. In a him and Monica taking i, I had to do this story because it reminds oh, me of you so and you sad. wanting to you, yeah. you taking pictures. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I see it. <laughs> yeah. It. So if you go down the Twitter feed, there's the Louis the yeah, there
0: Chandler. Go. But then there's
1: the one that he looks like Dracula. Yeah, Nosferatu. Oh, geez. It's it that's a movie from the twenties. It's a German movie. But the, it just looks bad. See the sad. I don't know thing, why you would use that picture. Well,
0: you know what? That was probably the best one.
1: Unfortunately, so the sad, and I relate because he's got 30, probably the only one he had his eyes open. Yeah, <laughs>
0: he's got thirty other pictures that were horrible. Okay, They're, they were terrible, terrible. And this is the best of the of the worst. <laughs> and so she's like, well, you know, what? I'll tell you what happened." His happens.
1: wife should have. Stopped it. <laughs>
0: well, that's the problem because my wife does the exact same thing. Right. We'll take three pictures wherever we go, mm-hmm. and she will only ever post the good one of her. Okay. So the odds. Oh, of so me, that's what it is. That's, that's it. the best one of her. She looks the greatest. I see. Yeah. She. <laughs> Mrs. Blair. What's her name? Um, Sherry. Sherry Blair looks incredible in that shot. S- you know, striking red dress. Yeah. She's got her hand on his chest. I mm-hmm. mean, she's the bomb. And she's like – she didn't even look at him. She's like, that's good. Let's just go with that.
1: Hmm.
0: He's like, girl, <laughs> And she's like, yep, sold. I'll take the one with me in the red dress. Hmm. He didn't even see it until he got a, a
1: tweet yeah, from one he probably of his friends. Did. Exactly. Had, Somebody the, in his office said, um, did you – excuse me. Mr. Blair, have you seen this photo on the internet? I think somebody's been messing with it.
0: <laughs> uh, let me see. Nope, that's it. That's me. <laughs> Is that the best you got, Tony? Uh, but you know what? I relate to that. That's sad because that's probably what our Christmas card will look like. Okay. Not the one Except that. Except you'll have
1: kids in yours. Yeah. Okay. And my kids will look good. Yeah. And I'll
0: just be like, yeah. <laughs> Poor Tony Blair.
1: You know, but it's hard
0: because what you be got difficult. to smile
1: for. You know, he's in retirement now. What I are you? Know. Come I on,
0: yeah, but that's when the hips go. Hey, maybe his hips are going.
1: That's a possibility. I don't want to start a rumor, but maybe his wife bumped him wrong and his you know threw the hip out. I guarantee you, it's because that was the picture she looked good in.
0: <laughs> uh, now there was another headline you told me about earlier that I was yep, thinking. There is another one, sad and messed up.
1: Well, it seems the University of Texas is missing something. What? Oh, about a hundred brains. Come again. That sounds like a bad joke. It does sound like a bad joke, doesn't it? (laughs) What do you call it But it's true. Texas
0: loses 100 brains?
1: About half of the specimens the university had in a collection of brains preserved in jars and formaldehyde are missing.
0: Oh, boy. You know what? Someone's in trouble.
1: We think somebody may have taken the brains, but we don't know at all for sure, according to psychology professor Tim Schallert, (laughs) who's the co-curator of the collection. Hey, do you think they want some advice? I check
0: fraternity row. Well, that. Because I'll bet Bucks they're in the frat house. Here's a
1: comment from the other curator, psychology professor Lawrence Cormack, who said it's entirely possible word got around among undergraduates and people started swiping them for living rooms or Halloween pranks. Free brains. Mm -hmm. Free brains. Exactly. Get your free brains here. Uh,. That they are investigating though.
0: Well yeah. But you know, some you know what it is. Have you ever loaned out a book and never got it back? Oh, of course. So I guarantee you some guy was loaning out brains. In fact, I still like, have
1: books that I've
0: that I was loaned. Uh, hey, are any of my names in those books? <laughs> I don't think so. Because I bet the teacher's like, hey, make sure you bring that brain back when you're done with it. hmm And they never came back. Mm-hmm. Then they're gonna just show up on some shelf. Yep, somewhere. Mm.
1: Brains. Brains. You're missing brains. <sighs> Brains. Bad. That's bad for a university if you're missing brains. It's a, it's very bad.
2: Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of brains, how you doing, James? Doing great. have my brain it's working well. You know, it's great. Okay. That just didn't sound right. Well, it's apparently not. <laughs> it's so. like it caught you off guard.
0: Hey, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to start that discussion about threats With to a marriage. Really brainy guy. With a real brainy guy. In fact, what if I told you that communication getting a bad rap? It's not the big problem in marriages. Really? Maybe there's nine other things you ought to be worrying he about. He doesn't talk to me. Because, you know, everyone always thinks it's everyone else's problem. It's your partner's problem. Oh, it's never my They're problem. They're the problem. Nope. There's a lot of problems. We're going to be discussing what we should be looking out for, the threats that sneak into your marriage, strengthening your lives. That's the goal of this show, giving you the tools to get a leg up in this crazy thing called life. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show. to
3: spend my
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Little Al Green. You know, I can't hear that song. Uh, I can't listen to it without thinking of Barack Obama. Didn't he sing Little Al Green? Mm-hmm. 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 Hey, this just in, this just in, uh, texted in from one of uh, our texters. Um, her name's is <laughs> a.k.a. James is is dating her, aka James's knife
1: wielding partner.
0: Yeah, aka eight fingers. <laughs> but she took us up on the offer, so which means I'll give free marriage counseling. And she actually said, sooner than later. <laughs> Why are you laughing, James?
2: Well, you know you're. It's not necessarily quoting verbatim, but you know, yeah, hey, it's. I guess that's that could have been what she meant. I think that's what she meant. Okay, she texted me.
1: Oh,
0: okay. I was, did you notice I pulled my phone? I was looking at. My oh,
2: phone. yeah. Okay. Um.
1: Yeah, that works
0: well on radio. Yeah. Hey, uh, here's the deal. You may not need me after this next segment, James, and Milanka, because and Malanka, because Dr. Kelly Flanagan is joining us. Kelly Flanagan is a licensed clinical psychologist practicing with Alliance Clinical Associates in Wheaton, Illinois. He has his PhD in clinical psychology from Pennsylvania State University. Completed his clinical psychology residency uh, in Illinois. He's married, three children, and honestly, this is one of my favorite parts about him. you got to go check out his website. He has a blog called Untangled. Just go to drdrkellyflanagan.com. drkellyflanagan.com Awesome writer, wonderful insights there about marriage, and I found an article that he wrote called The Nine Most Overlooked Threats to Marriage, and that's why he's on the show today. Dr. Kelly Flanagan, welcome to The Matt Townsend Show.
4: Matt, thank you for having me. Thanks for that introduction. You I can, bet. I can only make people think less of me now. So <laughs> I I <know>. now don't <laughs> blow it now, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, right. No, but I love that
0: article because, uh, you know, I teach a lot of communication stuff, and this is the first line. It's so cool. I feel bad for marital communication because it gets blamed for everything. We blame everything on everything on communication, don't we? We can't do it. It's but- It's killing marriages.
4: You know, I, yeah, I think that, that line just comes from, from being in that experience of a therapist and working with so many, uh, you know, married couples and having them come in for that first session. And you know, almost invariably, I ask the question, so what brings you in? And, and yeah. almost invariably, get that response back. You know, we, we can't communicate. Right. And, uh, and it, you know, oftentimes, of course, there's just so much more going on than that.
0: Yeah. Or uh, you always hear, so what brings you in? And he's like, well, my wife.
4: Right, I also hear that.
0: I wouldn't uh, be here if she didn't want to be here.
4: It's always the other person. It always is. Usually usually it's the wife who initiates marital therapy, yeah.
0: Interesting, just a little corollary. It's also 70% of the time it's the wife that initiates divorce. So Hmm. there might be a cause effect here. We might want to focus on, you know, whoever's bringing up the problems, we got to get real and not just say it's one thing. It's not just communications. So there are deeper things you you write about nine of the most overlooked threats to marriage so this is the deeper stuff that's getting in the way what 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 are some of those what would you say we should be watching out for
4: yeah yeah i think i think that's kind of the idea is that um, when we're struggling with communication you know um communication is a relatively behavioral thing Um, most couples can learn the skills and the knowledge base to communicate well pretty quickly yeah but what you see is that w- even once they have the skills and the knowledge, it's difficult to implement. And that's because there's these under underlying things that are, are kind of getting in the way of being motivated to communicate well or even being able to because of so much emotional stuff coming up. So um, I, Don't so, yeah. you see that?
0: It's the motivation, isn't it? Because you can learn the skill to talk but, and listen, but you still have to interpret meaning. And if you're motivated to not get it, you're going to keep not getting it.
4: Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. I mean, there's an awful lot of kind of putting oneself aside in order to really uh, communicate well that has to happen. And so a lot of what I talked about in the article is that stuff that just kind of keeps us um, you know, front and center in terms of of looking to have certain needs met and and looking to get certain things from the marriage that we may not ultimately be able to get from it.
0: Yeah. You say uh, one of the first things you mentioned is we marry people. So this is one of the things we need to watch out for. But we marry people because we like who they are. You think that that's yeah, that's exactly right. what I liked.
2: What's what's, <laughs> right.
0: what's the downside to that?
4: You know, it's funny to to watch the conversation unfold about a, a post, and and um, that's certainly one of the more highly disputed uh, points in in the post. And oh, is it? You know, I think yeah, I think where I was going with that is, um, you know, I, I think it's a given that we marry someone because of who they are. I mean, we wouldn't be walking down the aisle if we didn't right. like what's happening, you know, right now in life with them. Um, but, what I wanted to kind of get at there is that that people do change, and that you know we often hear like it 's almost like an accusation you know you changed yeah. and and really, we should be saying you changed kind of like a celebration you changed that's how, right. yeah people you 've grown like this <laughs> this is a good thing and and so really wanting to encourage people to um be thinking of themselves as a work in progress um and and um being able to enter the marriage with the mindset of I'm going to have to grow and get better as a person um, in order to uh to keep up with this marriage and to keep it healthy. And so I am hoping people are looking for people um who are focused on what do I want to become? How yeah. do I want to grow and become more loving in order to make this work?
0: Yeah, I think that's a great that's a great line. I I teach that that's I mean, it's one thing to fall in love with the person that's just ideal for you, but it's another thing right. to to actually have the character to, to help each other become the people we want to become.
4: I think that's, I think that's really well said, and that when, when marriage is about two people helping each other become who they want to be, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a pretty beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, you even use the word determine. So this is a great line. Marry them because, uh, because of who they are determined to become. I mean, yeah. really, when most of us, I got married at 21, 22. I was mm-hmm. clueless. You know, I'm still clueless, yep. but I was really clueless back then. My wife will <laughs> tell right. you that. <laughs> it's so true, though. Is um, talk about uh, another thing that you talk about that we need to watch out for is ma- marriage doesn't take care of loneliness,
4: hmm.
0: right? So teach us about that because I know a lot of people are like if I could just get married,
4: then I'd be yeah. happy. I I think it's I think that that hope of marriage is probably one of the the things that undermines marriages the most, um, you know, and it's been. I mean, it's something that kind of gets ingrained in us from a very young age when you when you even, you know, you look at all, like, for instance, the Disney princess movies, right? Yeah. It's always, it's always about the princess finding the the prince. Not so much these days. That started to change a little yeah. bit. But now it's the prince finding the princess. Right. Yeah. Well, no, and the way that they always set that up, actually, is there's, <laughs> you might notice, there's always the death of a parent. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And, and so there's always this experience of kind of incredible loneliness of, of not having a parent. And, uh, and then kind of trying to fill that up by, by finding the one that we love. And I think there's just some realities about being human that are going to make that pretty hard. I think there's there's the reality that as human beings, we are you know, essentially kind of a, a universe unto ourselves that mm-hmm. no one will completely understand who we are, and we'll never completely understand who the other person is. Um, and so there's just kind of a basic existential loneliness that happens. But also, you know, as those movies kind of point out, there's wounds that we bring into marriage, and uh, and we can't really expect... Uh, someone to, to heal the wounds from the past. Um, we can only expect them to be present to us in, in, in the here and now. That's and so I think, I think that's an awful lot of pressure you put on a spouse, and when they can't live up to it, things start to fall apart.
0: Well, yeah, think of, I mean, the pressure, that's, that's really such a big thing to talk about because we, we expect our spouses to be so much more. I mean, years ago, we just needed them to, you know, plow the fields and, you know, herd the cattle. But now it's now we need him to be, you know, do that, bring home the money, know, be a financial planner, know how to deal with my messed up family and to communicate and make it so I'm not lonely.
4: Yeah, the the, um, expectations of marriage have evolved when you think about it relatively quickly over the last 50 to 60 years, um, given the whole scope of marriage. And so there are a lot more demands upon a spouse um, in terms of friendship. Um, and romance, and, and provision, and all of that. And I think and a lot of that, I actually think, is a very good thing. I, you think, you know, I think marriage becomes a place where we, we get challenged to be a more whole person. Um, but I think we also just have to recognize that, that we are also limited human beings, and some of the expectations may not be necessarily things that marriage is ever going to provide yeah. uh, or satisfy in us.
0: It's uh, it's interesting, because you you make a great point about if— It's about expectation, and if our expectation is that, you know, this person's never going to change, they're always going to be who they are, and I should always be able to get that, or that I'm automatically not going to be lonely because I'm in a relationship, those expectations could be the thing killing it, you know, not even our spouse. It could just be our thought process.
4: Yeah, before it even gets started, really. And as people have said, you know, um, to me, you don't, you don't write a lot about the mechanics of marriage, uh, yet your writings about marriage help. And, and I think when, you know, this is just something that I discovered over time as I write about it, that oftentimes what I am writing about is, let's kind of get an accurate expectation of what marriage is supposed to do. Yeah. And, and if we can do that and start to live into that expectation, um, then we give ourselves a chance at being really, not just satisfied, but really happy and joyful about what we have.
0: I think that's key. That's key. We're talking with Dr. Kelly Flanagan from drkellyflanagan.com. Again, you got to go check out his blog, Untangled. Great information, great insights. We're going to come back continuing this discussion about the overlooked threats to marriage. One of them we've been talking about is just simply your expectation. When we come back, we'll get into a few more, like shame, the baggage we're bringing, our egos – Lots of stuff overlooked threats to marriage. You're listening to the Matt Townsend show. We'll be right back right here on BYU Radio.
2: Maybe I'm amazed the way you pulled me out of time. You hung me Maybe I'm amazed the way I really need you.
0: Welcome back everybody. To the Matt Townsend Show. Paul McCartney, this is a song dedicated.
1: Sir Paul McCartney, I'm sorry.
0: Sir Paul McCartney, this is a song dedicated from Sir James Birdzall to Her Excellency McConkie, soon-to-be McConkie Birdsall. I hope you're listening out there. Another awkward moment brought to you by the Matt Townsend Show and James Birdzall. That work okay for you, James?
2: Yeah, it was great. It worked out perfectly.
0: Off air, James was like, please, 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 please dedicate this song to
2: McConkie. Yep. Is that her name? Um, One of them. Is that close? Yeah. Malkovich is another one. Yeah, Malkovich. Hey, today we are talking about
0: overlooked threats to marriage. And, um, you know, there's a lot of subtle things that we may not be paying attention to. We all kind of throw everything on to the fact that we can't talk and communicate very well with our spouses. It tends to be the number one thing couples are bringing to therapy. And then there's a bunch of topics they can't talk about. But our guest today, Dr. Kelly Flanagan, is teaching us that maybe there's something going on deeper that we really want to address. For example, we might want to address that our expectations are a little bit off. We might expect our partner to, to eliminate all loneliness in our lives we might be overlooking a lot of other things. So Dr. Kelly Flanagan is joining us. Go to his website, Dr. 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 Kelly dot com. And on there's an awesome blog. He writes about basically every topic you could ever need to read about in your marriage. But This is many years of therapy he's been practicing and, you know, helping people with their interpersonal relationships, conflict resolution, communication skills. He does it all. He even gets into substance abuse. Relapse prevention depression anxiety trauma so he's he's just an all around great resource Kelly, thanks for being with us
4: well thanks again for having me
0: it's uh it's tons of fun and um talk a little bit more with us about some of these these other things we need to watch out for what are some more of these you know threats that are more subtle that a lot of couples don't even know they're suffering through
4: right you know i think two i think two others that stand out that um that are are related in a way, um, are, are things I talk about like shame yeah. and ego yeah and, uh, and, and how these two things, both of those, um, things are things that, um, almost by definition operate under the surface in a relationship, mm-hmm. um, but influence almost everything that's going on. And, and so really, uh, when you're talking about getting your marriage to a place where it is, um, satisfying in terms of connection and closeness and vulnerability, you have to deal with, with um, your shame and, and your ego and how that's influencing things.
0: This is like the riptide, isn't it? That you don't necessarily, yeah. you think you're swimming and you're on the surface mm-hmm. handling something, but underneath there's something pulling you away. Shame and ego. Talk about the shame. A, a lot of us, I don't, and you know, Brene Brown, If you if you're familiar with her work, Dr. Brene Brown, she's... She talks a lot about shame, but but teach us what's the difference between shame and guilt?
4: Yeah, great question. And by the way, riptide is a great metaphor for shame. Is it, I see. Um, I, you know what? I'm yeah. just
0: I'm throwing them out there, Kelly.
4: Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> I'm, I'll probably steal that and give you some no, credit. Hey, at some put point, that on because, a meme and meme it. <laughs> well, it's it's that idea that it's this thing under the surface that's pulling us away from where we want to go. You yeah, know? and uh, it's a really good metaphor. So yeah, the difference between shame and guilt. Um, you know, shame, we talk about increasingly as, um, a a sense that we are not good enough or that we are something wrong. Whereas guilt is that we feel like we haven't done something well enough or that we've done something wrong. Guilt is very much associated with our actions and, and shame is about who we are at our core. And and in terms of the effect on us, um, guilt is something that really motivates us to correct something. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, I kind of messed that up with my kids. Um, and so I'm going to go apologize to them, and we'll put this behind us. Yeah, I
0: should adjust, change. Yeah.
4: Yeah, exactly. Whereas shame is, you know, I, I screwed up. I am a screw-up. I'm not a very mm-hmm. – I'm, I'm a bad father. And the, the the weight of that tends to be such that it, we can't we can't acknowledge that openly. We can't engage other people around it. And so we hide it, and it festers.
0: And in our marriages, then all of a sudden I'm not good enough for her, or she's – I can never do anything right, and and all of a sudden I I start, you know, I quit trying. I I get angry. I I start start hiding things from my spouse because I'm ashamed of
4: them. Yeah, I mean, a lot of secrecy, a lot of hiding around shame. Um, You know, shame almost by definition leads to disconnection because – if it's something that we are ashamed of we want to hide it and so we take parts of ourselves that we just disconnect from our spouse and we don't let them into those parts of ourselves And then, you know, shame then really contributes to conflict. And, you know, Richard Rohr is one of my favorite writers, and he says, you know, if you don't transform it, you'll transfer it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it couldn't be more true of shame, that if we don't do something about our shame to heal it, then we'll transfer it to somebody else. So if I'm not feeling good enough, I'm more than likely going to do something, whether subtle or overt, to make you feel not good enough as well. And so then that just becomes kind of a, you know, a ping pong ball that goes back and forth and things escalate.
0: And that and that again is so subtle that it seems like sometimes with shame even the person that that feels the shame they don't even know
4: that's the problem. Exactly. Exactly. I mean it, you know shame is it is often buried so deep that that you're really not aware of what's going on. And and one of the reasons we're not aware of what's going on is that that counterpart to it which is the ego. Yeah. Um, and, and really what happens early in life is that as we begin to have doubts about our worthiness we start to wonder if we're good enough and that happens to all of us at some point um, we start to develop this protective kind of mental internal structure that, that uh, is the ego and it's this it's this part of us that's designed to protect who we are from everybody else so they can't see us so they can't get near to us and so that they can't make us feel more ashamed mm. um, and so, so our shame is often buried beneath layers of ego. And so a lot of what's getting traded back and forth in a relationship is those, that, that ego protection, a lot of that defensiveness and attacking. Right. That's what's happening.
0: And then all of a sudden uh, something comes up. She, she, your spouse, she or he might question something and just the simple questioning of it runs up into one of those ego walls that was created because of your shame, because you didn't do something, or you you should have done something that you didn't do, and then it just turns into some automatic reaction, I guess, some breakout, some anger, or some withdrawal?
4: Well, one way that I try to organize it for folks is I I use a, a relatively simple metaphor of thinking of the ego like a castle, and that the first level of the ego the first level of protection that develops is our walls. And those are the things that we kind of do to hide ourselves from other people. And then we add to that our canons, which is the things that we do to get angry and aggressive and go on the attack. Yeah. And then finally, like a, a fully realized ego is is kind of sitting on this throne where we feel like we've got it all down perfect and we don't really, we, we aren't really a candidate for criticism anymore. Yeah. You know, like we're, we're definitely good enough. Um, and so, you know, marriage knocks us off our throne. When someone's living with us day to day and they're picking up on all of our Foibles and flaws and mistakes. I mean, we're not going to be able to stay on the throne very long. So, what you do is you immediately revert to your cannons or maybe your walls, and you try to hide or you go on the attack. Yeah, and that's what we're seeing a lot of happening in in, in marriage when when there's conflict is those those ego walls or those ego cannons are are doing their job.
2: Well, and the
0: ultimate irony is the one that you're keeping out and blowing up is your queen.
4: Exactly, or your king. It's, yeah, it's a it's an incredible irony because, you know, really those. Those, that ego is developed to, to prevent rejection, in other words, to prevent loneliness. But right. what happens is you end up isolated and alone. Yeah. Um, and so at some point, um, we have to realize that, and we really have to start to dismantle those ego functions so that we can learn how to reconnect again. And a lot of times that means facing our, our shame and, yeah. and learning how to deal with that and be vulnerable about it.
0: That's a really cool uh, metaphor because, I mean, it really clears up th- this pattern. And then in the the end, you, you know it's your ego because— You wouldn't do this consciously,
4: right? Because
0: it's cancer. You're you're inevitably going to be alone. So you're actually killing yourself. And the better you get at using your ego and your shame, you are protecting yourself from ever being harmed by anybody. But you're also protecting. You're making it so hard for anybody to ever get near you. You're going to be alone.
4: That's exactly right. And and what you what what hopefully we do is we come to this point of deciding that I'd rather take risks and I'd rather risk being hurt and and sometimes even get hurt and harmed. in order to not have to be so isolated and alone and disconnected from people. So, you know, relationships are messy. Relationships do involve hurt and mistakes. Yeah. But but you kinda of wade back into that knowing that it's worth the cost. And that seems
0: like a big one of the big issues because again, maybe it goes back to kind of the Disney fairy tale thing. They always live happily ever after, but nothing in life is happily ever after. Right? I mean eventually oh yeah, yeah, I blew my knee out. Well, that that's not happy. I mean, they don't ever tell the rest of the story. They don't ever tell that you know the prince when he went home he he got gout and
4: he had. They never get into all of those stories. <laughs> the prince got gout. That's, yeah. that's that's how they all need to end. That would yeah. be perfect. He got gout, or
0: yeah. I mean, or they got home. They had their first child. She fell into postpartum depression. And yeah. never came out of it, and then turned into one of the wicked witches of the next story.
4: Right? No, I mean you're getting at something essential there, which is that you know, marriage is two lives kind of living, being lived together, and that, that life doesn't doesn't end well. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, things deteriorate and things fall <laughs> apart, and um, and and really, you know, it, it's interesting. The interesting thing about shame is that um, our shame isn't healed. By kind of encouragement about the positive things that we do, our shame is healed when we can be messy and make mistakes and have flaws and be yeah. a wreck, and then have someone abide with us in the middle of that. Right. And uh, you know, and so really, the the messiness of life and the messiness of marriage and the way things deteriorate and fall apart—that's an opportunity to really learn our worthiness if we can stick with each other through it. Mm, love it.
0: I mean, I really, I think, I think you're 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 onto it. And what else is cool? I think about the whole discussion, and we'll come back and keep talking about it. Is in the end, um, we can just say it's a communication issue, but that's just, I think, the typical oversimplification that humans, you know, lean toward. The reality is there's these little nuances, and as soon as we can open our minds up to the nuances and the messiness, you get more used to the messy, and then you can find the peace, the pleasure, the rainbow in the midst of the rain and the, you know, the lack of light. More with Kelly Flanagan, Doctor Kelly Flanagan from drkellyflanagan.com. Again, go check out his website. He's got free eBooks you can download. Uh, just a lot of great resources there. In fact, the free eBook is called the The Marriage Manifesto: uh, Turning Your World Upside Down, I believe. And uh, we'll come back. More fun, more ideas. He's also going to be teaching us, by the way, about how kids may be causing, you know, some problems in the marriage as well. This is the Matt Townsend Show. More right after this break. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, as we're wrapping up this first hour, we've been talking about overlooked threats to marriage. You know? You know what they are,
1: like forgetting an anniversary. Yeah?
0: James did that yesterday?
2: He did. He Hasn't had an anniversary yet.
1: Mm. I don't know why
2: I always blame James for everything. Our four-month anniversary is in five days. Is it really?
1: Yeah. How can that be an anniversary? Anniversary is supposed to be a yearly event. No. Okay, okay. month well, a anniversary It's
0: a, it's a quarter anniversary. quarter quarter-versary. Okay. There you go. Hey, um... Tri-versary, since
1: what, it's a trimester?
2: What, when's the anniversary of your first kiss? <laughs> ah. Uh, I don't If you know. can
1: remember that, you will impress her.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, I do know it. I uh, just, uh... I, you know what? You don't. But just ask her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I have Ma- to consult my journal. Milanovich. will know. She'll know.
2: Yeah. Probably.
0: My wife knows the first everything. Wow. Yeah. First hiccup, June fifteenth, nineteen ninety. No, what was it? Whatever. Nineteen twelve.
2: Nineteen eighty-five. Wow. Tell me about it. When were you born, James? Nineteen eighty-nine. Oh, gee. I know, I'm getting so old. Wow, in the 80s. That's, jeez, you're a young punk.
0: You're a young punk. That's why you stand and I sit. Yep, I can handle it. Sit on my throne, according to Dr. Kelly Flanagan. One of our problems is we build these castles with huge walls in our marriages, and then we don't let anybody in, and we're shooting you know, arrows at them and bombs at them. They're floating in the moat. It's a cool metaphor. And we're just sitting up on our high throne. It's a great metaphor. He's here to continue the metaphor. Dr. Kelly Flanagan is joining us. And um, again, go to his website, drkellyflanagan.com. Uh, it's a great counseling uh, sort resource. Uh, he also has, he's been published on the Huffington Post and the Reader's Digest. You know, he's the real deal. And hey, not, not to brag, but he's been on the Matt Townsend Show. Let's see where that gets him. Uh, Dr. Kelly Flanagan, welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show.
4: Matt, this is as enjoyable as anything I've done. Is it really? I I love your metaphors. Well, thanks. I I love yours too. The Riptide sticking.
0: The Riptide. I know. I know. Use it, and then you write. Write something on it, and then send it to me. And then I'm gonna. Then I'll pretend like I contributed. Uh, You might want to work on the throne. One, because yeah. when I say thrown in my home, it's a completely different metaphor.
4: It means a totally different thing, doesn't it? Does. it? And it you may know, not be gonna, you, suitable you for the, You nailed it with the arrows, the arrows idea, though, because my wife tells me the cannons thing yeah. is way too masculine. And yeah. that, that women don't fire cannons, they shoot arrows. Like precision strikes oh, to really yeah, each other's heart. Yeah.
0: You know? yeah. And uh, then, then, you know, what if you really want to uh, embellish the metaphor, you've got to have a moat. Absolutely, and what what should be floating in the moat, you know, face down is Cupid, (laughs) with an arrow in his back. Yes, see that's my visual side right there, Kelly. It's it's working for me. Hey, talk about
4: is there a riptide in the moat? Yes, that's great.
0: If you want to bring it home, put a riptide in the moat. A riptide in the
1: moat. So, are you guys going to put a conference together here? Is that what we're
0: saying? Let's organize a metaphor conference. (laughs) Yeah. This we'll is called the riptide in the moat conference. <laughs> That's yeah. <right>. Let's make <laughs> let's make a really convoluted metaphor that only you and I can understand.
4: <laughs> I'm sure that'll sell.
0: That's, <laughs> it makes horrible radio eventually, but you know what? It's great for us. <laughs> hey, talk about kids because here they are, little gifts from heaven, little bundles yes. of joy sent down in this beautiful marriage, and then all of a the sudden, these are the
4: ones that start shooting arrows at the marriage.
2: <laughs>
4: right. Yeah, so I, you know, I talk about in the post how kids will, um, if they sense, well, first all, I guess the point of that particular point was to emphasize just how, how important it can be to to strike a balance between um, the priority we give our kids and our marriage, yeah. um, and that if we're giving our kids um, too much priority, they, they really can sense that, and um, they'll use that, and not because they're like bad, or, no. but just because they're being kids and they're being right. smart, how you know, they're using it to their advantage. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times you do see kids, they'll, they, they can perceive any kind of division in the marriage and they'll drive a wedge and, and, and find a way to get what they want out of that. Yeah. Um, you know, don't
1: you I don't, you see
0: that in blended that. families all the time. I mean, that's yeah, all this, that, that's the, div- that's the divider. Once you can, they can see the wedge, they're just going to keep pushing the wedge in.
4: Absolutely. And obviously, I mean, with the, with the blended family, there's just so many kind of entry points to drive that wedge. Um, and so, so kids are perceptive, and, and they'll figure out how to do that, and, and they're just kind of doing their job. And, and our job as parents is to make sure that our, our marriage is solid and that we're finding a good balance between our you know, our spouse and our kids. Um, you know, another thing that we, we see with this dynamic is that sometimes when you see that the, the priority on the kids is, is getting a little bit out of whack and they're, they're being overprioritized, yeah. often what you see is that there's, there's some needs that aren't getting met in the marriage, um, that are getting met through the relationship mm-hmm. with the kid, which obviously is not a good thing. Um, and, yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, just uh, emotional needs for affirmation and validation and connection and closeness, um, you know, kids are all, all over that. They want to be close and connected and and so on. And so a lot of times when you see that that, uh, that imbalance, you know, you can point back to the marriage and say, why aren't these needs getting met in the marriage, and how can we make sure that happens?
0: That's a great – it really is a great indicator because – I mean, how many times have I seen a parent who, you know, is best friends with their daughter. I mean their adult daughter or their adult son. And right. you sit there and you think, Wow, okay, so your best friend's not your spouse? Your best right. friend is your child. Which I guess it's great to be good friends and close. But I, I I don't know that I see a lot of husbands and wives anymore that are best friends.
4: Well and I think yeah, that's that's exactly that's a great example, a great indicator when you see that that kind of real close friendship. Um and not saying that, yeah, I'm not saying that that's a bad idea, no. but I'd love to see at least an equally close friendship in the marriage. Yeah. Uh, and and if that's not there, then, um, you know, I would kind of point back to the marriage and say, let's figure out why it's not and start to work on that. Yeah.
0: They're the barometers, really. Those kids are a good indicator of where where your relationship is, too, because you have to talk. You have to work through all of those issues. And one that I see a lot that I know is another one you've addressed is there's a power struggle, it seems like, a lot of times. Between in in the marriages in general, there's just kind of an inherent power struggle. But there's also a power struggle that seems to come out in parenting. You know, one's too strong. So if you're too strong, I'm going to be softer. And if you're soft, I've got to be strong. And who do the kids have more trust in? I mean, it becomes really a battle for power.
4: Yeah, the good cop, bad cop um, approach to parenting is is generally not a great idea. Yeah. Uh, It'd be just because the kids are smarter than us, and they'll like figure out how to yeah. work that system, right. um, and and what it does is it always leaves one parent kind of out, and and I think, you know, if if there are you know two parents in the home, I think having the benefit of a close and connected relationship to both parents is is ideal for kids, mm. and and so if they're. You know, if they're only getting half of that, um, I, I just think that that's, that's unfortunate. So really presenting as parents as a strong team, um, and, and that may not, doesn't mean you don't disagree. It just means that mm-hmm. you get your disagreements worked out together and not in public, and then you, you present as a strong team. And, uh, and I think that's a good model for, for kids, too, as they think about how they want their own marriages to go.
0: Well, yeah, you need to model it, and in a way, too, I guess, good cop, bad cop's not necessarily good, but neither is bad cop, bad cop. So right. to say right. you're both cool. kind of, like, horrible.
4: And that's, and that's exactly right. When you see the, the marriage begin to get kind of um, kind of overprioritized relative to the yeah. kids, oh yeah, and you see this, this kind of alliance that develops between the parents, and the kids begin to feel like, where, well, where do I fit mm-hmm. into this family uh, little system we've got here? And, yeah, so I think that's exactly that. Finding that balance where they, they can trust that they're valued, they have dignity, and they have worth in the family, but they're not running it either. I mm-hmm. think that's important.
0: Um, Finally, the the last one that you mentioned in your post is we don't know how to maintain interest in one thing or one person anymore. Yeah. We're distracted. We're so distracted. Uh, I mean, don't you long for the day when you used to just go home at night and just watch the flames and the fire? (laughs) And just watch them.
4: You know, there there was actually there was a it was probably about three years ago, maybe four years ago now, when we lost power for several days, mm. and uh, and we were kind of actually um, returned. What did you days. do? Did you talk? Well, you what you number one, what you had to do is that you had to exist on candlelight, so you all had to be close ooh because you needed to be around yeah. candles. Romantic, um, by the and, way. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we had two kids at the time, so yeah, that's weird. You know. It is what it was, um, and, but, but we did we played board games because yeah. uh, you couldn't turn on a phone, you couldn't turn on a TV, and so we, we kind of gathered around the table, and I, I distinctly remember the moment when the power came back on. It was like 9 o'clock on a Friday night, oh. and there was a sense of loss to it. Yeah. There was like a sense of like, oh okay here, here we go. let's check email again, you know, and that kind of thing, <laughs> so I, uh, I yeah I really think that we have to be very, very intentional about creating a culture in our families in which we're focused on each other, um, not all of the time um, but but uh, you know a decent amount of the time
0: yeah, I think I think you're right, and it, and it just seems like with more and more technology and more and more you know automatic feeds, automatic downloads, all of these things that are calling for our attention. Um, you know, if you don't make it intentional, you're going to miss it. Hey, we got about 20 seconds uh, for you, but tell us, Kelly, as we wrap this up, I always like to know, what's the one thing, if you could just kind of summarize the one thing we should make sure we're doing as couples, what would you say is that one thing that makes the biggest difference?
4: Um, I would say um, do, do whatever you can to make sure that you remain a student of your, of your partner. Um, that you that you come to them uh, wanting to learn more about them, um, and that if two people can do that in a marriage, um, that's going to solve an awful lot of problems.
0: Mm. So true, because it
4: keeps you more humble, more teachable, more open. Yeah, it's exactly. It's it, the ego can't be working when you're when you're acting as a student. Um, and and so yeah, that's that that kind of simplifies a lot of what we've talked about into a kind of a maxim that might might take care of some things.
0: That's right. Remain a student of your partner. Well, Dr. Kelly Flanagan, so appreciate you. We're going to have you back for sure and uh, maybe take on another one of your great blog posts. Everybody go check out his website, drkellyflanagan.com. And uh, remember to remain a student of your partner and really all the people in your life, but uh, especially the one you've committed your life to. We'll take a break, my friends. And when we come back, more fun, more ideas. Meg Conley's in the house. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back after this break. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the second hour of the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. And today, by the way, have I got some coaching advice for you? This just in from Huffington Post. If you do not want your car to be stolen or carjacked by a manual stick, by a manual. Yep. What's it called? A manual... Transmission. Transmission,
1: yep. Because apparently... They're hard to find, though, at a dealership nowadays. Oh. So I might buy a new
0: car. Not. I'm really not buying a new car, but my son's coming back from Mexico in six months. I'm needing a new car. I really want to go back because the car that I had before this one was a stick shift and, guess what? My favorite car because I could just... Push it up and go fast. Oh, I know. Mm -hmm. But then I remember that my left leg started growing bigger than my right leg. That happens. It was awkward. But I'm going to probably buy one because I don't want my car to be carjacked. And apparently the carjackers are so lazy they're not going to driving school to learn how to drive a stick. Oh, well. So they'll either try and drop your tranny (laughs) or...
1: That sounds painful. By the way, have you ever dropped a tranny? Uh, No, not really. It's like pulling a hammy. Yeah. But it lasts longer. I have pulled an engine. Have you? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Where'd you pull it? Out of a Mustang.
0: <laughs> well, my congratulations
1: to you. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh,
0: today we wanted to talk about, and Sean's been doing some research on. There's just some great traditions that have gone gone away. That, that Things is we true. We used to do like, and this is one I'm sure it's not even on the list. But you know, back in the days, probably the 50s, you know, people, the couples used to sleep in separate beds. <gasps>
1: Well, if you look at Ricky and Lucy, Mm -hmm. that would be the case.
0: Don't you think? My grandparents had separate beds, and I think it led to the longevity of their marriage. My grandparents didn't. Your grand naughty, naughty grandparents. So I'm not saying we should go back to separate beds, but I just think it's a funny idea.
1: (laughs) But they also had, you know, eight kids in the house with a two-bedroom house. That's true.
0: That's totally true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They um, they also had uh,
0: they had to sleep with one f- – that, no, that was on the shows. Mm-hmm. They'd have one foot on the ground. They'd have one foot on the
1: ground. If they were both in the bed. Exactly. <laughs>
0: James is looking at us like, what's happening?
2: Mm-hmm. Those were the old days, James. That was a requirement in film.
1: Back
0: when, you know values mattered. Yeah. So, I
2: remember the good old days when people, it was normal to gift knives to one another. Oh, that yes. Was a, oh. Was that, that was That was old-fashioned. The good old days before Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So what? Uh, but
1: Sean, Google was still around. <laughs> what are some more? Uh, what are some well, more old is, traditions we I, need to bring back? I, I got to give credit where credit is due. This is from a blog called Mark and Angel Hack Life. Yeah, those are they're great. That's great. Uh, these two are, are very very good at uh, writing about relationships. Uh, and this article comes from Mark himself actually, and uh, it is eleven old fashioned relationship habits that we should bring back. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Number one, spend quality time together with no major agenda and no technology. Yeah. I mean, cave days, again, we would look at the fire. we just... Exactly. Look at the fire and just look at your, the beautiful orange glow in your wife's eyes. I remember when my wife and I first got married. She worked for a travel agency. We were able to get a nice room up at Sundance. Wow, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Was there a film festival going and, on?
1: No, there was not at the time. It was mm-hmm. winter, but yep. uh, no, there was no film festival. But it, the place had a, it had a nice fireplace in it. Romantic. Oh, yeah. Did you turn off your technology? Oh well, this was nineteen. Blah, 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 blah. So it was before. I hope come it was again. I didn't before hear that. technology. No, it was before either of us ever had a cell
0: phone. So. Well, interestingly though, but even the fireplaces today are technology. They are, aren't they? If you can hit a button and your fire lights up, mm-hmm. that, my friends, is technology. That it is.
1: Well, that's cool. That's a great idea. So number two, be fully present when you're in the presence of others. Yeah, that's hard, especially if you've got technology in front of you. That's right. So one of the best a quote from Mark. One of the best feelings in the world is knowing your presence and absence both mean something to someone.
0: Yeah, because what if you're gone and you're oh you were
1: gone? Hey, where were you? I didn't notice you were. But see not that's here.
0: when you were when you used to date. Mm-hmm. We only dated for a couple of weeks, but when you true. used to date, uh, you you could you could just be lost in time.
1: Yeah, that's, that's very and true. Just,
0: you know, there was no rush because you were both present.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, express your sincere appreciation for loved ones every chance you get, because
0: uh-huh, you never knew. You never know. Yeah,
1: that's one thing our family does very well.
0: We always say, "I love you." Mm-hmm. That was great. Yeah, that was
1: cool. Work together. Number four, work together and help each other grow. Yeah, I like his quote here. There is no soulmate or best friend out there who will solve all your problems. No, that is what your mother is for. Exactly. <laughs> Number, not always good for a marriage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't bring the mom into the marriage. Nah, That's probably she'll not come a good in later, later anyway. <laughs> they always do. Another quote on that: There is no love at first sight that lasts without work and commitment. I love that. That's I cool. know that She's is really it. good.
0: And again, back then, you know, marriage was a commitment to not just it's, – it's, it's a lifetime thing. It was thing. a commitment. You had to – and it wasn't about bliss, always. Mm-mm. It was about, you know, getting across the plains.
1: Exactly. It was about making a life together.
0: Yeah. The homestead.
1: Yeah. Number five, focus on inner beauty. Ah. When you really get to know someone, most of their prominent physical characteristics vanish in your mind. That's true. Number six, tell the truth. Yeah, see, but it seems like back
0: then it was easier to lie. You would think so, because you know nobody, you know, like the the old carpet bagger salesman that would go have a wife in every city.
2: But,
1: like like Mark says here, is it better to be hurt by the truth or comforted by a lie? That's good. Yeah, hurt, hurt me. Yeah, uh, number seven. Apologize when you know you should.
0: Yeah, apologies. That's hard. I'm not. I'm not great at that.
1: Well, but take personal responsibility for stuff you've done wrong. Yeah, own it exactly, exactly. and own it quickly, and don't just be like sorry, Kay. Get over it. I, I,
0: why can't you just look past that? It's just a finger. <laughs> it's
2: just one finger.
0: You've got nine more. Exactly. That was just I was just acting out James and, uh-huh. and Malayla's conversation. Yep. After <laughs> <a> knifing <incident. laughs>
2: It's not that big of a deal. Get over it. It's, it's, it's the little one. Now, this one,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm interested in your opinion on this one. Yeah. Work out your relationship issues with each other, not with others. Yes. Unless it is, of course, a therapist or
0: Matt Townsend for an hourly rate. There you go. Yeah. But see, that's, but, that is the point, though, that you – because the minute you start bringing someone else in, it's not going to be good.
1: Well, the reason I think he talks about this one is he says, never post negatively about a loved one on social media.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's. Yeah. You're dead. <laughs> exactly. Well, you're also dead to everyone in social media. I mean, right. you're going to get feedback that you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. So don't do that.
1: Well, and you know, I'd keep I'd keep that out. I'd keep social media out of your relationship well, problems if you, altogether. If, but you have to start working on the problems together. Now, if you can't get past the problem, then maybe you bring in a
0: therapist. Yeah, but you start a just start start with somebody around you that you care about, that you trust.
1: Religious leader,
0: maybe. Yeah, and yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe don't start with the you know your best friend that's on her fourth marriage. Right.
1: That would that would probably be a bad yeah. thing.
0: Write that one down, James. Don't start with your good, best friend on advice. the fourth marriage. Hey, check.
1: There you go. got that down. Uh, number nine, be a force for positivity and encouragement. Yeah,
0: you have to be a cheerleader for each other. The research actually mm-hmm. shows couples that are cheerleaders for each other last. True, Very I true. even honestly, I even dress up every once in a while like a cheerleader for my wife. I should have been kept private. I think <laughs> I'm just trying to
2: full disclose here. Okay. Really appreciate that one. By the way, yeah. write that one down for Malanka. Okay, dress. up Remember, as never,
1: never post uh, about a loved one on social media. Okay,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. you don't do that. Uh, don't, yeah.
1: Um, you got more? Number ten: Over deliver on your promises. Uh, under commit, over deliver
2: <laughs> works every time. If you under, so when you tell
1: your wife you're going to bring flowers, bring
0: flowers. flowers yeah. I just say – I'll like I would say – I wouldn't say flowers because I might not be able to actually get flowers. So I'm going to say I'm going to bring you something. Yeah, bring a surprise. That's an undercommitment. Right. And then I overdeliver it. And and like then, a, you, then, then you I, bring yeah. a piece of gum. And... Or you walk in with like a new – with a new washer and dryer. Oh, wow. Now
1: that is delivering. That's
0: – by the way, super hard to deliver a washer and dryer. It
1: is, yeah. Flowers are a lot easier. They are. Very much so. That's great advice. Cheaper and lighter. Oh, yeah. hmm <laughs> But they don't fluff your clothes. <laughs> That's true. Number a no, number eleven yep. last one, be loyal. Yeah, I mean you. What happened if, to loyalty? Well, I think sometimes people look at marriage, and they don't they don't look at the commitment part of it. Yeah, they don't they don't realize that there is a commitment involved in that marriage. You've committed to this person to stay there. Yeah, to be a helpmate to help them to be a part of their lives. That's so true, and we don't. We, and some people don't think of that. Well, they because just, we're in the, we're, we're caught up in us and our anger and exactly. our ego. Like, they turn it around and they about. think, well, what, what is this person doing for me? Yeah. Instead of what what can I do for them? Yeah. Loyalty. Ah, oh,
0: loyalty. That's a good one. I mean, really, that's a key. See, those are all old-fashioned traditions. The old-fashioned living. Ah,
1: yeah. Let's go back to those
0: days. Jeez. You are yeah. you play a great old person. Thank you very much. Hey, Meg Conley's in the house. I remember Meg. <laughs> Thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> Meg Conley's in the house. Grandpa, we're gonna have to move him out and bring Meg on in.
1: I don't she's, know, where's my Rockinger
0: Okay, so she's uh, you know you know Meg. We're gonna laugh, we'll cry. It's gonna be great. Meg Conley from Meg in Progress. Up next, right here on the Matt Townsend Show. <music>
3: Clear. Our love is here to stay Not for a
4: year
0: Welcome back everybody
2: So creepy
0: Our love is here to stay Meg Hey I've there been, I've been meaning to tell you <laughs> Meg Conley's in the house Hey guys how are you, Meg?
5: So good. How are you?
0: Hey, um, hey how are you doing? Talk right now. <laughs> She's trying to take a drink, and every time she takes a drink, I'd say something.
5: It's rough.
0: A uh, little Nat King Cole.
5: I love Nat King Cole.
0: Doesn't it just make you feel warm? Yeah. Cozy.
5: Yeah, it does. And and he's he's basically one of my favorites. Mine too. I'm not gonna see here no, mine about too. that. Mine too. Yeah, I love him. His voice is like warm honey. Mm. James agrees. <laughs>
0: Nobody knows warm honey more than James. (laughs) Love that warm honey. (laughs) But for real. (laughs) Uh, Hey, here's a crazy thing. Yeah. I I don't want to just point out obvious things, but when you walked in, you were out of breath.
5: Yeah, well, I was running a little late. I'm not going to blame my babysitter.
0: Well, Who are you going to blame?
5: well it was kind of her fault i was late and then she was late it was your babysitter because we're remodeling this house before yeah. we move in oh, right yeah, and so right. i've been there all day and so i told her i was going to be home a few minutes late and she took me at my word and then i got home on time
0: your house is on asbestos lane
5: here's the thing we got most the asbestos out legally well we did it ourselves okay so, so no that's totally legal oh is it you just can't hire someone who's not an asbestos removal company to do it so you either uh, have to do it yourself or you have to fi- hire a an approved organization. Sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: basically you have a, a, a waste, si- a hazardous waste site at your house.
5: No, no. We took care of it. And, and it, was of it, it was just upstairs. It was, it was just upstairs. It was just linoleum.
0: Ah, yeah. Oh, that's nothing.
5: Nothing. No big deal. could
0: be so much worse.
5: And in the past week I've removed 2,700 square feet of wallpaper. Every room was Is that why your
0: fingertips are bleeding?
5: Okay, but for real. It's hard, I know. Yeah, That's one I, of the I'm hardest so things ca- there is. Well.
0: No, it really is. I don't know. No, in, hardest. In, in redoing a house. It. Because it's almost like. Well, I was
5: like, you know, in the universe of hard well, things. Well,
0: no, but like in the 50s when they put uh, wallpaper is. on. Yes. They meant it to stay there.
5: It fused. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, in Matilda, when the fibers have fused to his head? It's like that, except for it was my house.
0: Okay, don't the remember that metaphor. I don't remember the story, but
5: your listeners do; they're awesome.
0: Okay, um, <laughs> as long as you listeners are keeping up, <laughs> don't worry about the host. Don't you worry? Why couldn't then the you know Department of Transportation just use wallpaper from the fifties to put on our roads? It's not coming off.
5: Here's the thing. I that's a whole other subject. I don't understand why our roads are always under construction. I get that we have snow and freezes and yeah. everything, but it seems a little excessive. You know, so, let's send James on that
0: one. James, James will you go that. after finding out uh, why the roads are always under construction? Yes. And could you also give us the top five ways to remove wallpaper? Okay, dynamite from the fifties.
2: Oh, okay, no, no,
0: yeah, um, old school ways. Okay. There was some
5: wallpaper. There were two layers of wallpaper on top of the original wallpaper. Man, and that like had become one with the sheetrock. Like they'd done it right over. Yeah. There was nothing we could do about it. So we called in some professionals.
0: That's where you brought the professionals. <laughs> we brought
5: the professionals. Not for this.
0: No, I get it. No, we
5: took care of the no, asbestos. Get it. Please. Yeah. And they, they were like, yeah, you just mud over that. You just pretend. You just mud it. Yep. You just pretend it's It might there. be
0: cheaper to just tear the whole wall down and put up new sheetrock. It might sheet
5: be round. cheaper to tear the whole house down.
0: <laughs> While you're at it, tear the whole house just down. Just start
5: over. But it's going to be great.
0: That's going to be it's, neat. It's a
5: two and a half week uh, revamp. And then we're moving in. So You're moving in
0: in two and a half weeks.
5: We're moving in in... Now, it'll be a week and a half. Yeah. The whole thing is taking two and a half weeks. We've you, been there every wow. single hour of every single day. That's great. Yeah, it's great. It's a, this, it's is, a good, this
0: is a great family activity. It's a good
5: test of the marriage, which is perfect I, it really for is. what we're talking about so, today. So <laughs>
0: Megan Progress, you got to go to her website. Thank it, you. Is it up today? It's
5: up today. It's up new today. New post today was, oh, really? about how, to, how, to, um, how a feminist it. conversation with your five-year-old really really goes, oh, how it really? really sounds. Okay. Paper. No, I'm not an expert on that. I wish uh, I was. Um,
0: this is good, Meg in progress. Uh-huh. New post today. Uh huh. What a feminist conversation with a five-year-old really sounds like.
5: Sure. Yeah.
0: It's actually what you just said.
5: Yeah, it's, it's yeah, because I wrote it.
0: Oh, you write yeah. you, you write your post. Uh-huh.
5: Yeah, I write it. I
0: mean, I know you used to copy them.
5: You keep asking to guest post, but I'm like Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing?
0: I don't even post on my own <laughs> site. How would I post on your site? Anyway,
5: but I, but yeah, I, it's been I'm it's been a it. good it's been a good test of the. Test of the old marriage. So uh, far, it's been pretty good.
0: Okay. How's Riley doing?
5: He's doing great. Is he he's
0: got still got the like weight of
5: the world on his shoulders. Well, Isn't yeah. Kinda... He's got to pay
0: for this big house. He's got to try to make you happy.
5: Yeah. Those two things. I'm
0: mean, Just those two.
5: Complicated. We pay for the house together. Yeah, right. Just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, you do. You do. Um,
5: yeah. So I think what we should talk about today-
0: That's good. Just keep talking.
5: <laughs> Listen, I love what you guys have been talking about. On have you show. been listening? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what was your favorite?
0: Just if you had to just say one thing, that was your favorite part of the first you hour. Know the this, favorite part. I'm
5: going to be so level honest with you right now. I get lost in your voice and I forget what's being said because it's just so gorgeous,
0: warm honey, isn't it?
5: Um, I would say that my favorite part was how ego ego is like a castle with different levels and walls and. Canons? Does that say canons? <laughs> That's what You're I would reading say. reading notes.
0: <laughs> Why are you reading notes? That's my notes.
5: favorite part. I, these are the notes I took. That's interesting. Yep, I wrote these in the car on the way over here.
0: Um, so. <laughs> so you and Riley are still married.
5: Yeah, we're still married. Well, and here's the thing, actually. What I wrote about today, yeah. the feminist conversations you have with your five-year-old. Yeah. And the topic of marriage, a lot of people would think that those two things don't go together. I, I consider myself a feminist, but I am kind of tired of hearing about how we shouldn't talk to our daughters about how awesome, necessary, cool marriage is. Oh yeah, like we've swung like they're too downplaying far. marriage. Sure, we swung too far the other way. Right. So. Um, I'm religious and a friend of mine was posting who's also of the same religion. And she said, it's so great because I noticed that the girls in our um, church are no longer being taught about um, about marriage, like in her particular yeah. church. That's what...
0: They're not. They're not
5: being told about marriage anymore. They're talk- talking about careers and edification and building themselves up. Yeah. And that's fantastic. Sure. Like,
0: it's all should, part of life.
5: We should be talking about that. Sure. And it could easily be argued that even 10, 15 years ago, that wasn't being talked enough about enough in, uh, especially, like, religious circumstances, right? Right. But but we've swung too far. Marriage is awesome. Why can't we talk about all of it? Why do we have to pick and choose, right? Well,
0: because we have favorites.
5: Well, I think we feel like we have to be on a side. Yeah. Like, I think that we see politics, there's two sides. Yeah. um, Republican, Democrat. Twilight, two sides. Are you team? Who are the Twilight people, James? You know.
0: James, Twilight people. The Uh, vampire or
5: the werewolf?
2: Yeah. Edwin? Edward.
5: Edward.
0: Uh, Is it Monica? Caleb? No, What's the werewolf I don't think? know. My Team mind Jenner. just went blank. Joaquin?
5: Could someone call in and tell us what their name is?
0: 1-855-CHAT-BYU.
5: James. James is going to look into it. one chat byu we feel like there are sides, <clears throat> yeah. and then we have to pick a side, and once... Oh, wait. James, do you have it? Jacob. 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 Jenner. I was close. Yeah.
0: I was it was close. a J. So, I
5: so agree. I'm sick to, of picking sides. Yeah. Let's pick the good Everything that's good, it's right? It's all
0: the good. The principles, all yes. the good, all the truth.
5: So we should be talking to our daughters about marriage while talking to them about career. That's right. The two are not mutually exclusive. They're not. Like, while talking to them about pursuing their dreams. Yeah. And so so I just want to talk about how kick-A marriage is. Okay. I love it. So it's you, so great. you
0: are a marriage lover.
5: Yes. I'm a lover of marriage.
0: Uh, you're an advocate. <laughs> you're a marriage... Yes. Im- advocate
5: now do you have to be married to be a whole person absolutely not absolutely not but if you get to be in a marriage if that's something that you've decided to make a part of your life like own it be like joyous about it you don't have to you don't have to kind of mumble about it like yeah i'm really happily married to my husband but but i am still very pro-woman well they're they're the same thing it's great
0: it's interesting because in my world I have so many marrieds wishing they were single. Sure. And so many singles wishing they were married. Sure. And yet, sadly, in all of this wishing, nobody's living.
5: Absolutely. We're not living, married
0: or single. We're just always wishing on a star.
5: Right. Right. Well, and if we aren't talking to our daughters about why marriage is important, then they're not going to get married for the important reasons. That's right. And so it needs to be a part of our everyday conversation. I remember that my mom told me that she had this teacher when she was 16 who was part of her um, part of her church. And my mom had been kind of not – didn't know how she felt about marriage. It hadn't been talked about a lot in her family. She was kind of wishy-washy on the whole thing. And And this teacher said – I am married and I get to make out with my husband all the time. Wow. You don't get to do that. Like, that. Yeah. Isn't that awesome that I get to? So
0: that teacher was like taunting him. Like, yeah. This is what you're missing. This is
5: so much See, fun. See, we don't, we
0: don't do that enough with our kids.
5: I do it with my kids. I'm like, you guys are so.
0: But that is creepy. That's just creepy because <laughs> no child wants to think of mom and dad kissing.
5: I used to walk into my parents kissing all the time. Did you? Oh, Making so out on the couch. Really? Yeah. Sometimes i I'm no, but apps.
0: but that actually explains a lot, <laughs> don't you think? Like because you're strange. But I love marriage. Yeah, you did. You, right? you totally. It's so oh, great, Sean. Oh, Sean, I think Sean wants to talk to about yeah. kissing on the couch. Some of the
1: best torture moments for my children are when oh, my yeah. wife and I are. Oh yeah. Standing in the middle of the room. Yeah. Just smooching. Just smooching. You,
5: Sean, you're grossing me out right now. But Come see, on. <laughs> but I mean, that, he even used Tort the word
1: children. torture. <laughs> torture. <laughs> so, Again, I think the
5: point is made. But they're is learning made. a good. They're learning a good lesson, right? So, so there are some reasons that marriage is fabulous. Yes. I saw this really cheesy Richard Gere movie once. What?
4: I don't
0: remember who. Was,
5: I don't know. I
0: bet it was Pretty Woman.
5: No, is it? Please. Is that no, a, is that I a Richard would, Gere? Is that a that's the Richard Gere movie? I would remember if it was I Pretty look Woman. Up more okay. Richard Gere movies. I think maybe I really can't remember. There was a subway in it or something. But he was talking about marriage. Like no, an L. An elevated train, but he was talking about marriage, and he said, "He said it's just nice to have a witness to your life."
0: Oh, I love that.
5: Okay, that's a great line I, from a was, very forgettable. It movie. It was an
0: officer and a gentleman.
5: I don't think so. I don't think I, I don't think I'm old enough to have seen that. I don't know what it was. I don't know. But I've anyways, never seen anyways, wise words from otherwise forgettable movie. Jennifer Lopez might have been in it. James, I bet it was the Runaway Bride. Something with dancing.
0: Something with dancing.
5: Anyways, I love that. I thought it was that. the jackal. It's great to have a witness to your life. No, like that's the huge. I've got it no, right. That, that is you quote Richard Gere whenever you want. to. Put that on a meme. Yeah, you do that. Meme so, um, so especially over the past, you know, when you get married, you think it's this. Oh, I got a dress, and I really love him, and I can't wait to be with him forever. And like that's true. Why, nothing why are wrong you with talking that, that way? Because I was young, right? Oh, is that the young? That's voice. how I used that's to the sound. Young. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So, but then you get married and. So much of it is having a witness (sighs) to your life, someone who sees you in your depths and in your heights, someone that can understand where you've been, where you're coming from and where you're going. Mm. That's huge. Why are we undervaluing that? Great Great point. And can a sister do that? Sure. Can a mom do that? Absolutely. But not in the same way that someone that you are with as a partner, right?
0: And you're one. You're one. You're one, and Even a lot when of times we're not be. ones, but we can be. We're a We're working
5: towards it, right? But we right? could be
0: a one in being a witness to each other's life. We've got to take a break. Okay, Meg Conley in the house from the website Megan Progress. Uh, she posts twice monthly. Today happened to be one of those. Twice ones.
5: this week, Matt. Twice take weekly. That.
0: It's good to have Meg with us. <laughs> it's almost like she doesn't need me here, except she comes in <laughs> out pretty- of breath
5: pretty late <laughs> she was a little late We had to at least fill air i time. had to be here to start
0: the show for her we'll take a break more with meg uh conley meganprogress.com when we come back Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Still the one by Shania Twain. That is a song um, dedicated, Sean O'Neill dedicated that one to Don Sheline.
5: That's so beautiful. I bet you'll get a bonus.
0: Actually, it's from all of us, Don. You're still the one, (laughs) Don. It's
5: from me, Don. Give me a job.
0: (laughs) Please employ me. Meg Conley in the house. Meg Conley, the mother of Zuzu and Viola. That's right. No, they are little girls. (laughs)
5: <laughs> yeah, they're little girls. They're Not, adorable.
0: They're darling.
5: Those are real names.
0: They're beautiful names. They really are. Uh James once out a Zuzu. They're cookies. Well, they cut it off.
5: <laughs> I don't even I can't. It I can't even talk to you right now.
0: It's <laughs> a surgical I have procedure. to leave. <laughs> Zuzu and Viola, one husband, Riley, regular yeah. guest all over the show, all over the TV. Steve, what's his name? Harvey. Harvey. You've been on a Steve Harvey yeah, show. He's nice. He's great.
5: He's so funny. Uh, Not as funny as you, Matt. Darn right.
0: (laughs) I'm kind of a big deal.
4: I'm kind of a big deal.
0: (laughs) Did you hear that? Yes.
5: It's very cool.
0: So, Mag, I'm getting from our earlier interview... That you love marriage.
5: I love marriage. Even when I hate it, I love it. You know what I mean? But
0: you also are saying that maybe what happens in order to be, we think, a feminist, you have to kind of discount marriage.
5: Sure. You swing the other way because you feel like – I think that women feel like in order to say that they are whole without someone else, they have to say that they don't need that institution. But we're more complex than that. And that's great. Like we can think in subtleties and – um, like I was saying, we should choose the good, not choose a side
0: and, that, and what's cool is if you'll do if you have that mentality, where could you not get some good?
5: Right. Everywhere. There's power and it's good so everywhere. It's so empowering. Yeah. It's so exciting. So I think another reason that marriage is an important thing is it teaches you to believe in someone, like what that yes. actually means. To have and to then, like
0: truly trust and believe.
5: Yes. And to be a reciprocal of, yes. uh, of belief. I That's like that. huge. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I'm packing our house right now mm-hmm. and I found this, um, book that Riley gave to me when we were, we'd been married for like a year and a half and it's, um, just a book of short stories, but he wrote he wrote across the blank pages at the beginning of the book, and the whole thing is how he's asking me to, to write more because I hadn't written for year like oh, a couple years. Wow. He said, "You don't understand. Like I fell in love with your voice." Why aren't you writing? Like when you write something new, I feel like I fall in love with you all over yeah. again. So he's and then it, and then he's it got a little a, lot, a little explicit. So I can't share really? more. <laughs> but he, but it was <laughs> but it was great. Right. Because here's the thing: I would not be writing today no, if wouldn't. I
0: we would and we wouldn't know your voice.
5: Uh, which maybe you know that, that would, would be, be okay.
0: No, that would be trash. I don't
5: know. So now now is that to say that I needed a man no. to be a writer? No, but not necessarily, a but I needed someone who could see the things that sometimes I am too close-minded or um, unsure of myself, uncertain to see. Mm-hmm. And so... A spouse, a partner, is the person who's closest to you and able to see those things the best for you. That's right. Like That's that's fabulous. And and as I've actively believed in him, that's lifted both of us up. Yeah, I love that. It's been huge. You can build something together. You need a partner. Well, and that's he, great.
0: I'm sure. See, but we always make it about the gender. But here's kind of my take on gender. Right. God doesn't place you in a gender role. Like He right. sees you as his daughter.
5: Sure, absolutely. Or his
0: son you're all valuable cuz you're you're equally his family, his love, right. right? But we as humans, we have to like categorize everything.
5: Right, it's exhausting. It's
0: exhausting.
5: And so counterintuitive and yeah. so pointless. And so when I talk to my daughters, um we already talk about marriage cuz they see, you know, either Cinderella get married at the end of the movie yeah. or say yes to the dress is on. Hold or... on, go back. Yeah.
0: Cinderella and say yes to the dress. So yeah. Okay. So your kids are learning about marriage from Cinderella and say yes to marriage. Well,
5: so, and not really through my choice, right? Well, yeah. But occasionally they'll see a preview for yeah, the wedding. Yeah. You're not like saying, hey, see. this is how you're so, learning But marriage. it's great because it opens up a conversation. So yeah. you say, did you see how she got married? Let's talk about that. Yeah. And that's fantastic. And when I talk to them, I don't really, I don't talk about gender roles. I talk about finding a partner that's and right. what that means. That's Find right. someone who will roll up their sleeves and cool. work beside you. That's exciting. Why would we turn that down in some sort of gender war? That doesn't make any sense. You
0: know what you need to do just for fun, and I'd pay to see it. Yes. Film your kids watching Divorce Court.
5: Uh, What's Divorce Court?
0: It's a show on TV where they fight about divorcing.
5: That seems sad. Tragic. Do you cry? I can't watch reality TV. I cry. No. No. You Do you know remember why? when American Idol was really huge, like yeah. what fifteen oh, yeah. years ago or whatever? Yeah, I was best friends with Riley then. Like we've been best yeah. friends since we were twelve, and I would be over at his house, and the auditions would come on, yeah. and I'd have to leave. I couldn't watch him because I would start crying because I felt so bad for the people. You felt
0: bad for the bad people or yeah. for the really good people? I felt were...
5: bad for the bad people and nervous for the good people. See? It was just like overwhelming emotions. I That's... started crying. I had to excuse myself.
0: That you know why? It's, we'll talk after.
5: <laughs> you got. There's a pill. Me. No,
0: there's a pill you take, Stop and it just all goes away. It. Stop. You um. You you you're on to something here.
5: Thank you. I hope so.
0: It's you're you know <laughs> you act surprised.
5: Well it's, it's 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 funny This is huge. It's funny that being pro marriage is revolutionary, but it really and truly oh, is. Yeah. People don't expect um, someone like me who has you know, kept my last name and is encouraging my girls to go after whatever career they want to also be pro-marriage. But I can't understand how it is a bad thing to build something with someone. And at the end of the day, when marriage is what it should be, you're building something side by side. That's empowering for both of you.
0: And the real reason you didn't take Riley's last name was you're lazy.
5: Okay. That is really how it started. I know. The first year I was like, ah, eventually. It's a lot of work. But then I was like, you know what? This works. <laughs>
0: keep it. Oh well. And he loves you for
5: it. He does. He's and, a fan.
0: And he knows he probably he knows you better than anyone.
5: Can I tell you something so funny? We were over at yeah. his grandma's house the other night and they are very into the Bingham last name and they have crests, like Bingham crests yeah. and everything. It's well, gorgeous. Yeah. If you're listening, Grandma Bingham, it's gorgeous. But um he was she was like, so Megan's never taken. Uh-huh. The thing. I'm so she's going to the high voice. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's the high voice.
5: He said, "No, I I love that she hasn't. That's great. Is she young?
0: Like, Is she like twelve?
5: No, that's, that's, a, that's also my polite voice. Oh, that's a like polite trying voice. to say okay. something polite. Yeah. yeah. Are you ready to stand? She's got
0: a lot of <laughs> when she goes high. It's young or polite or naive. But
5: again, I'm not taking a stance. Right? Like, who has time to base their lives on taking a stand about Man, it's something? It's not about a name. It's about Conley being better.
0: Mm, it's, about, <laughs> it's about. It's about. It's about. Being a witness to each other right lives. it's
5: not personal identity. Yeah. the other amazing thing about marriage yeah. where else can you find someone who will stay up with you till two a m watching psych episodes yeah, but what, okay every night okay, so right I, that's hard that's way hard it's great to have someone to but, do that with but
0: like what if you have like an adult in your marriage
5: well who's married to an adult
0: well I mean a lot of people <laughs> a lot of a lot of spouses would say, meg honey. You need to go to sleep now, okay? You're a mother. Yeah, sure. You need to go you know, to sleep. You know, on
5: weekdays, Totally, ha- that totally so happens. So on the weekend. but weekend. Yeah,
0: you're talking weekends. So
5: great. Because I have
0: a feeling this is weekdays for you, too.
5: Sometimes.
0: Nothing wrong with the it. The
5: mini Project isn't going to watch itself, Matt. <laughs> Come on.
0: Uh, so what's the latest show you've been watching together?
5: I'm trying to think. You know, uh, this is embarrassing. I'm sure. So embarrassing. It always
0: is, Matt. Um,
5: there's two, and they're both equally inane. Flea Market Flip. I'm a big fan of that one. Yeah. And uh, what's it called? It's like Big Tuna, Catching Tuna, Wicked Tuna.
0: Are you kidding?
5: Riley likes Wicked Tuna. It's the worst.
0: No, it's a it, well. Wicked Tuna. So they're tuna fishermen. Yeah. And they, it's 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 like the same episode, episode every single catch. time,
5: except for there's nothing deadly. It's just catch.
0: Well, but you beat you is. beat a tuna up on the side of the boat. I've seen it.
5: No, you just pull a tuna in, and they're like, "Yeah, we got it," or "Shoot." The line broke. Bummer. Every single episode. Let's just. He loves it. You you know
0: that red stuff that's floating around on the bottom of the boat? It's called blood.
5: It's tuna blood. It's not like there's like a shark involved or anything. They're not going to hurt you.
0: Have you ever seen Deadliest Catch?
5: Yeah, yeah. We watch all of that too. So so
0: that's a show that has ratings. Sure. That has gone on for like I don't know eight years or
5: something. Wicked Tuna has been on for like four years. Has it really? Yeah. I was shocked. Sounds wicked. No, it's not. It's awful.
0: (laughs) But so you watch it for him.
5: Through better and worse, though, that's great. He has someone to watch that.
0: (laughs) I think that's great.
5: (laughs) Fantastic.
0: Then you guys like go make tuna sandwiches and
5: and what (laughs) talk? Wicked tuna tuna sandwiches. (laughs) Yep, we make tuna sandwiches and talk afterwards. But see, I think that's that's really great. Like my
0: Marty, my my wife doesn't like some of the shows I watch like that. Yeah, she she's she'd be like, why don't we? Read. Why don't we? Yeah. Why don't we go for a walk?
5: Oh, go outside. She's like, why don't okay. you drag
0: that bum leg of yours for about? I will. I do miles. read
5: sometimes while he's watching it.
0: Is oh, there you something wrong with your leg? Oh, have you not been on the show?
5: <laughs> Are we still talking about like fasciitis or whatever? Oh, oh gosh. It's you exhausting. said. S- also, marriage. Someone. Right. Did you write that down? Someone. This is this is one of my favorite parts. I try not to gossip, right? No. Like I've really limited. I felt like I was a big gossip in my early 20s, and so now-
0: I think you're kind of a little gossip.
5: I'm a tiny gossip, but really, mainly, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Suck it up
0: quiet,
5: except for when I'm around Riley.
0: You can gossip, it's so
5: great. You can
0: tell tell the whole story.
5: I'll be like, you know what? This is what I think. It's fantastic. There's no one you can be uncensored (laughs) with, right? Like, who do you get to be completely unfiltered with? That's
0: true. That's true. See,
5: marriage is great. It is
0: that is so great. Plus,
5: you get to make out. Can we talk about that? Like, you just have a make out partner in your house all the time. Well, but. You, mm, I kind of feel well, like let making just, out. Let me just, find, well, let let's go just find point something partner. out. That That's I, great. Let
0: me just point something out that I hear a lot. <laughs> um, I'm not just a piece of meat to kiss.
5: Is that what you're always saying yeah. to Marty? <laughs>
0: I I've never said. But people say, you know, there's more than just kissing.
5: Well, of but there's there's romance and relationship like that's fantastic. You have someone to buy flowers for. You have someone to do the dishes for. You have someone to that's serve, cool. and through service, you're edifying yourself.
1: Yeah, like, there's no yourself true better.
5: Altruism, right? That's true. No. Like we're always doing something that will help us in return. And it never ends. It never ends in a good way.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, that 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 negative, <laughs> but it, it never
5: it, ends. You know, it never
0: ends. I'll <laughs> say it in your high voice. It never
5: ends. See, like that. <laughs>
0: it's so naive and young.
5: But but it's exciting. And there's someone exciting. you get to start over with.
0: See, but I can just imagine some people are driving home like, who is this lady? Uh, she's like, she's never met my wife.
5: You know <laughs> no, I mean? she's never met your husband. Wives are all perfect. You guys are perfect. Keep doing See, your good work, you just women. Full
0: circle feminist <laughs> on us right there. Look
5: at you. No, but I'm but so this is where it's like say someone you can start over with. I love have that. I told you Riley our do-over policy?
0: No, let's hear it. You have a do-over?
5: Yes. So if we are cuz sometimes you fight well, do I, and it's like the yeah. fight just keeps going and uh-huh. going and what did we were even fighting about what and you we... get to the point where you're like nitpicking at each mm-hmm. other's words, right? Yeah. So so generally at that point one of us will throw our hands, you know, our proverbial hands in the air yeah. and say, "Okay, do-over." So the do-over is like the nuclear bomb yeah. of our marriage, right? We don't use it very often because sometimes you gotta fight it out. Yeah, sometimes... but when we do use it, you have to stop fighting uh-huh. and completely start over, like nothing happened. Wow, it's a do over.
0: Well, it's like Superman in the movie when he when she died, Lois Lane died, and she had to fly. He had to fly backwards around the earth and it reversed.
5: I'm very young. I don't know what you're talking spin. about. The <laughs> spin, and it was a
0: do over. Yeah, of
5: course, Christopher Reeve. I know what you're talking. It's about. It's like that. <laughs> it is so. But that's kind of exciting. But, okay? how do you,
0: but you guys have memories.
5: You do, but you can choose to move forward. And it's exciting cool. to choose to move forward with a partner. Well,
0: and that, to have that rule.
5: Yeah. And now sometimes it's about little things in your marriage. Like the other day, we actually got into a fight about how long it would take for the moving truck to get to our house to the other house. Because they charge however much per hour. Yeah. And I was like, no, it'll definitely be this much. He said, no, it'll definitely be this much. We And then we started fighting yeah. about how many minutes it took. It was ridiculous. Hey, We're both very tired. Who won? We had a do-over because it was ridiculous. I know, but, so,
0: but there was a real number. It was
5: totally me. It'll, was it, it'll, it will be me. We don't okay. know yet. I'm totally kidding. Okay, keep, we've got to report It was a that. real do-over, I guess. But, but sometimes, don't you just wish you could have a do-over for your oh, yeah. day, yeah. for your week, no, totally. for the last decade? Yeah. Like, we feel that way sometimes. That's cool. Sometimes it's scary to, do, whether you're talking about your relationship or what you've been doing in your life, sometimes it's very scary to have a do-over by yourself. Like, I'm yeah. going to wake up tomorrow and be a new person. With a partner, you get to have, it, have a do-over together, and you get to work with one yeah. another. And
0: there's some accountability. Like, because- yeah.
5: That's exciting. Yeah, that's you can cool. choose to be like different that. together and build something completely new together.
0: Do you know that if you could put that in a pill?
5: Well, sure.
0: You could start a multi-level marketing company.
5: It's really. And all, then
0: you get three people under you, and they get three people wanted. under We're you. We're in the
5: right state for that. Totally. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an idea. If you put a lot of things in a pill, you'd be in a pretty good place. <laughs> but that's, the, the
0: do-over is a great lesson.
5: But that, that's, I just that's need an to exciting aspect of, of a partnership.
0: I love it. No, I love that. You know what you've done. You've made marriage exciting again.
5: Well, sure. I'll take it.
0: Okay. Get cheers. out there
5: and be excited. You did it. Sweep a floor and make out. There it is again. Sweeping the floors for the men.
0: Yeah, what's that about? <laughs> do I like some the dishes. Idea. More, more make out. <laughs> it doesn't kill you. It makes you stronger.
5: Yeah, I don't think it'll kill you.
0: Uh, Meg Conley. You going to stick around, Meg? Always. You got anywhere to go right now? No. Just catch your breath. <laughs> we'll be back. We're wrapping up the show. More with Meg Conley and a little recap from Merritt Meekum, right here on the Matt Townsend Show. There's the music. Oh, Imagine Dragons. Have you ever heard of them, Meg?
5: Yeah, I like them a lot.
0: Good. (laughs) On top of the world, that means it's time to recap the show. Who better to do it than Merritt Meekum? Meritocracy. Hey, guys. That's what she likes us to call her. Absolutely. James has been taking notes. Sean has been taking notes.
3: I've been taking notes.
0: We've been doing that for legal purposes. Whenever Meg (laughs) is on the show from Meg in Progress, we like to keep a really good (laughs) registrar-
3: I'm just like a rabid note taker in general, actually. Oh, yeah. I am yeah. too.
0: I have a little book. Okay. You're, I think,
3: you're super intellectual. I take you're more a notes deep thinker. About
0: you know what? It's her glasses. Anything. The glasses it, it, make her it, look
3: super no. smart. Today, Merit a, is super smart. glasses. I'm not thinking no. very deeply She today. really I'm is normally about smart. about sleep and chocolate mm-hmm. and stuff like that.
0: But uh, Merit, recap.
3: Okay. One so, word. So the recap, it's an interesting thing because this whole show has been about marriage yes. and I'm not married. So,
0: well this is this is but fun. But
3: the th- cool thing was is that there are just so many skills yeah. that you can develop before you're married, before you're in a relationship that I thought were really cool. Uh,
0: Mer- uh, uh, Meg kept bringing up a skill. Um I don't want to mention it because it makes <laughs> me blush. But it's a skill. Was it be,
5: like building your lives together? Was no, it that one? No. <laughs> was it good communication? It was making out. Oh.
0: And you brought it up like 12 times. Not it was good. It was fantastic. <laughs> And I'm hoping you know everyone we all care about. I hope we hope they're really listening.
5: <laughs> everyone <laughs> but, you care about.
0: I'm, I'm talking generally for just everybody. one person. Yeah, I hope, I hope my people I care about, and then I hope for James and everyone. But um, yeah, so Merritt, even as a single though, don't do that.
3: Don't do that when I'm single. Don't kiss. Okay, sure. It's weird advice. <laughs> Deeply personal. Yeah, I'm just weird. I'm saying that to two singles right here. Just don't kiss talk, each other. Talk, talk. <laughs>
0: Talk with the people you love more than kissing. Apparently, according to Meg, you'll kiss the rest of your life.
3: You,
5: you so could. That is a good
3: point.
0: It's a hypothetical.
5: We I don't know. This went weird. I don't have any words. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So, Merritt,
0: <laughs> keep going.
3: Okay. So, the first point I wanted to bring up is that uh, Dr. Flanagan Kelly said that we blame too much on the communication. Yes, we do. So it's just kind of our buzzword. Like, it's just... Mm-hmm. You can blame everything on That's it. Right. And it was interesting. I was sitting in the producer's booth with Alyssa and Mike, two producers on the show. And we both kind of looked at each other and we're like, that is such a good point. Because we all kind of know how to communicate. We can talk. You, Yeah. You just have to tell the truth and then be open and loving yeah. towards the other person. So sure. it's really not like that big of an issue. Yeah. But the thing is, do you want to communicate? Is
0: there the motivation there? Yeah, is
3: the motivation there? Are That's you? Huge. Is there something else going on? And so I thought that was an interesting point is that we have to – actively choose to communicate we can't just expect that we're going to talk to each other yeah, and the communication will happen right. you have to choose to communicate
5: because yeah.
3: i don't know we, you can have those conversations where you're kind of on like these parallel paths that uh-huh. you never intersect
0: no and we're not yeah, we're never talking. on the same page
3: yeah you're you're talking a lot yeah. but you never intersect and your points actually meet see so. that's
0: interesting he was saying don't blame communication and meg was saying don't blame your gender or feminism or whatever
5: right that's cool yeah
0: so it was—it was a blame fest. We're blowing up the blame fest.
5: Yeah, it's exactly. over.
0: That's cool. What
3: else, merit? That's cool. I also liked his point that you marry somebody. Well, you marry somebody because you like them, you like yeah. who they are. But you should also marry somebody for you like who they have the potential of becoming. Yes, Which I think it's cool that. because. That's cool. I think the view of marriage is what Meg was saying. You're building on something mm-hmm. and you can build on yourself and make yourself a better person and you help your spouse be a better person. And I like that kind of goal oriented look.
0: Riley did that. He helped you become oh, yeah, what con- you wanted to be. Continuously. Get your voice out there.
5: He hip checks me all the time.
0: He, he hip checks. You. <laughs> yeah.
5: Hip He'll be check. like, hey, hey, buddy. Boink. Are you on, are you yeah. on track? That's He's great. He's hardcore. It's great. I needed someone like I that. I want to meet Riley. You should. You'd like him better than me, though, and then <laughs> our friendship would be over.
0: Sounds like you are worried. <laughs> no, we could never like him more than you.
5: Yeah. <laughs> awkward silence. That was great.
0: I like. Have you noticed lately? I've been liking to leave the awkward silence.
5: I bet your listeners love that. I just love listening to the Matt Townsend show with the silence. The silence. You, you,
0: what, you just went to the high voice.
5: Oh, no, that was a real voice. Oh, it it wasn't was high on accident. It's weird because I guess my I would, I would on that. never give your listeners the high voice. That's so you sad. guys are awesome.
0: Merit. What else did you learn? What Kay. else do we need to remember?
3: Well, Meg talked about cheerleading. How when you're married, you have a cheerleader, yeah. and I thought that was really cool because some people are really good at that. Oh, I yeah. don't have like those specific friends who are just awesome. Go, they always go, make me feel go. yeah. yeah. Like, I'm great. So I kind of was thinking about that, how we all have these skills that kind of innate things that we're really good at. Like, I'm yeah. a really good listener. I just know that you about are. myself. But I think because we're good at it and it comes easy, sometimes we get lazy with yeah, it. Yeah, true. And we true. forget that we need to still be doing it yeah. and put effort into it. And
0: you might undervalue it. Yeah, exactly. Because no one, yeah, it's easy for you. So
3: even though it might be easy, you still need to do that. And so that was something that I was thinking of. I'm like, I still need to be a good cheerleader like to the people I love. That's it's cool. easy for me to do, but I don't, I think I dismiss it because sure. of that.
0: it's good. I also Very like
3: um, Meg said that we need to own our choices, whether it's the choice to get married, the choice. <laughs> I just thought that was the coolest idea. You need to own your choices. Totally. And just own I it. I think, yeah, you want to be kind of like neutral in this you know, yeah. world where everybody has too many opinions. No, own kinda. your opinion. But you need to, yeah, you need to own your choice. Get your and voice out of it. Be proud of it. You know? Yeah. You don't need to, if you have chosen to be single at this point in your life, own just it. own it. Have yeah. fun. You don't yeah, need you don't to be need ashamed to, like, about it. Inf-
5: like, I would never say that someone should be married because I love marriage, yeah. but I will happily own that it's the right thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's awesome yeah so I just
3: own who you are own your choices I love that it's cool it's kind of empowering too yeah
1: you guys
0: I just want you guys to know
3: we all get bonuses I really like you guys
0: oh (laughs) those that weren't watching didn't know that we all made eye contact <laughs> it is a great, that's why it took so long there's a lot of people in this room <laughs> hey thanks for joining us folks uh, that's the show Meg thanks for being here
5: thanks for having me it's always so much fun
0: Event. again everybody go, go check out our website Meg in Progress Yeah, you'll probably be posting something mid-December
5: there is a new post today sir
0: okay so Not. another post mid-December
5: there'll be another one tomorrow Actually,
0: wow, it's
5: gonna be great. It's fantastic. (laughs) Here's a quote for
0: you by Ruth Bell Graham A happy marriage is the union of two good forgivers. Oh, yeah, that's why Meg and I work so well on the show together. (laughs) Two very forgiving people. Thanks for joining us, friends. Great times. We'll be back tomorrow. More fun, more ideas, right here on the Matt Townsend Show.